Hurt Business Radio listeners get a 20% discount off all Everlast gear at everlastboxing.com.au. Just enter the code HBREverlast20 for your 20% off. Also, give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Hurt Business Radio. I'm Mickey Caparelli and I'm joined by the birthday boy, Ben Damon. How are you? I'm really good and I like that you gave yourself a proper introduction this time because I... I never do that, do I? You don't and that's why I, people write things like someone did on um, a Jade Mitchell post the other day saying, I'm really enjoying the show that you do with Ben Damon and that other guy. But I, Yeah, yeah. I think I need to change my name to the uh, to the other guy, actually. The other guy. Yeah. Tell us a bit about yourself, Mickey. Like, um, tell people who you are. Um, people who have seen you at, at various boxing shows. Mickey's the the small hobbitish looking fellow <laughs> who holds a um, camera around the place. And yeah. um, what else? Well, tell us more. Um, well, that's it. You might see me with my man bun <laughs> and beard. Yeah. And man bun, um, that's weird looking camera. And okay. yeah, I'm the handsome guy you see at all the shows filming. Yeah, and making a great uh, lot of content for main event and uh, and various others, and for weddings as well. And Mickey's available if you're if you're getting married. Yeah, um, yep. give us a call. I do lots of yep. wedding videos. So yeah, yep. also follow yeah. him. You can also follow him on Instagram at Juji Mufu as well. He's uh, quite quite yeah. athletic. That's, that's, uh, I've been doing that in secret. I want to surprise impressive. everyone with that. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Like is that you? So Jade regularly sends pictures of a fellow who looks like a really buff version of Mickey, and yeah. that's obviously that guy. Is it Jade? Yeah, an alternate reality. That's Juji, Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> okay, welcome Jade Mitchell as well. Yeah, boys, I'm uh, just fresh back from two weeks sparring up in Queensland, Brisbane, and the Gold Coast. So it's uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks, and I've absolutely had a ball. The prep's going great for um, Kastanov. So uh, life is good, fellas. Yeah, how good's this? We can actually um, talk about your career with some relevance on this show uh, because you've got a fight coming up. It's a really good one, and um, and it's going to be on TV. So we don't have to just take the piss out of um, Kim Poulsen rematches. You've actually got this big fight that's um, that's an exciting one. Yeah, mate. The past um, the past couple of years has all been I don't know. I suppose it's all culminated in this whole. I've got uh, clear direction. I've got a good opponent in front of me. I'm finally injury-free. I'm finally able to get through 10-round sparring sessions on alternate days, and my body is in one piece. It, um, to be honest with you, I, I was starting to think, even myself, was this ever going to be a reality? Was I ever going to be able to train and get ready for these big fights. And I, I just couldn't be happier and in a better headspace leading into this cash and off fight because it's he's a real deal. And this is this is what I want for my career now going forward. I want these fights. I want to be ready when I get my chance. And I want to earn my shot too. So I'm just, I'm in an awesome, awesome headspace. Um, sorry to fuck with your run sheet, Mickey, but um, Jade, you've been sparring um, with everyone over the last couple of weeks. Um, Jeff Horn tells me that he handed your ass to you. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, it sounds exactly like Jeff. He definitely would have said that. Yeah, I got I got bashed by Jeff Horn. Dennis Hogan, he also punches shit out of me. Um, Wayne Parr, he also he smashed me. Yep. Uh, ben Marnie, yep. Jesus, yep. did he give it to me? And uh, even Josh Fredrickson, 
he um he gave me a clip as well. Um, yeah, so two weeks up there, I got bashed by everyone. So it was. How, great. How, Who gave you the best work out of the lot, Jade? Yeah. Um, Put you on the spot, mate. They're all such contrasting styles, but my favourite, and it'll probably come as a surprise to you guys, would would have been probably Ben Marnie. He's uh, six foot one with a six foot three reach, and um. He uses it really well. So that's because of the opponent that I've got coming up. He's a little bit taller than me, and uh, he's very straight with his shots. Um, ben Marnie was the best work for me up there. Yeah. Um, the most, uh, mate, I'll tell you who I really enjoyed sparring up there, but and was probably the most difficult to spar was Dennis Hogan. Trying, trying mm-hmm. to get a read on that guy was, mate, it's just. It's unreal. I look. I consider myself my my biggest asset. Probably, why not? Probably my biggest asset in my boxing is my IQ. I constantly change variation. I work things out. I, I take things away from my opponent. I I'm like I constantly thinking that Dennis Hogan is like Sam is like a prime Sam Solomon. Yeah. It cannot seem like there's any rhythm or rhyme to what the guy's doing, but that guy's IQ is on another level. He gets in the most awkward of positions and he can hit you from those weird positions and fundamentally it seems like he's doing things wrong in front of you it, it happens it's like that shouldn't work and bup, 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 you've just been hit three times it's like what ha, what how did this it doesn't make sense and then um i would finally i'd get my distance on dennis and i would land a couple of shots and then he'd take it right back away from me so it was that mental game with dennis that was that was awesome so i I really rate Dennis, and I rate his chances of causing the upset with um, Charlo. Charlo, yes. Um, that fight's now official. We've known about it for quite some time, but he is fighting for, um, well, it, it's a middleweight world title against Jamal Charlo. It'll, um, it'll be uh, on the, is it the 8th of December, um, our time. Yeah, uh, so The other card's got Chris Eubank and um, Matt Corrigan. Yeah, it does. As well. yeah, He's gone yeah, yeah. down to middleweight too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, that's natural weight, so yeah, it's good. Um, so you give him a chance in that fight. Obviously, we saw him robbed against Jaime Munguia in a fight that not many people gave him a chance in. Um, and again, he's been completely written off by large sections of the boxing media and certainly everyone in America. But you give him a, a chance of winning that fight. I give him a chance against anyone just because of how do you? Yeah. I, it's got me buggered how you prepare for Dennis Hogan, um, unless you've done rounds with him. Because, like I said, I'd, I'd start to work work things out and then it would change. And then I'd start to work it out again. Then it would change. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm spilling that I didn't get to do more work with Dennis. And that's why – that's the reason I've loved sparring with Sam Solomon for all these years that I have. A lot of people, a lot of people get in there with, with Sammy and I could imagine guys like Dennis too and they, they hate it because it just they're, – they're, they're impossible at times. But – for mine, that that's I, I love that. Just just the mental aspect of it is awesome. So it's very very hard to prepare for. And if they think they're just going to get in there and, and walk over him, um, I, I just I just don't see it. He's just too he's too smart. And I hate using the word awkward because awkward to me is like a bit of a spazzo word. Which, mate, he's. He's he's so smart in there and so at times it felt like I was on the end of a string 
Um, and I'd really have to work hard to, to get it back. Like, yeah, Dennis Hogan is, there's only one Dennis Hogan. He's so, he's so smart in there. What a good fella he is too. Lovely bloke. Oh, he's a legend. And all of the, um, that's one thing too, I will say about the entire Stratton camp. They all know Zarap is my boy. I'm mates, I'm good mates with Michael. I've done so much work with Mick over the years. There wasn't a word spoken about that fight. Um, wasn't a word spoken about Mick. It just they up there they treated me on face value. Um, I got along with everyone, and I got some really good rounds out of them. Um, and I expect to be doing some rounds with Zarafa shortly too. So um, yeah, they treated me on face value, and they they're a great bunch of guys up there. And and now officially announced that you'll be joining um, Stratton Boxing. Is that? <laughs> But has Lennifer just become your like your assistant trainer? What happens there? Yeah, what happens with him? Was he your Mate. Melbourne trainer? And then Glenn Rapp. Oh, yeah. yeah, cool. I'll tell you the funny thing is, but is it's amazing. Like we just we just do this podcast. I'm sitting in a room by myself here just talking shit to my laptop with you blokes. It's amazing the amount of people who actually listen and the people who are in on the jobs in on our jokes. Every gym we rock up to, ah, Lenifer, you're still hanging in there, mate. Like everyone just calls calls Dad Lenifer. Everyone knows I'm about to give him the ass. Um, Lenifer, mate. I even got, did he? He was up there. But yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Probably not a bad yeah. idea either to keep you in his sights because you just never know. You never know when that conversation may take place. That is the end, and he wants to be there for it. Yeah, yeah, of course, but. It just yeah, it's it's amazing the people who actually listen and actually get the jokes and like. I even was getting heckled by Ben Marnie's trainer about football square sparring. Like, Sorry. Like, you... <laughs> it's, it's so funny, man. Like everywhere I go, even even the guys who weren't boxing, just people who were in the gym, they knew about they knew about Herbin's radio, the jokes about Kim Poulsen and whatever else we sort of rip on each other for. It's just, yeah, funny, mm. funny, man. I lost it every second. Did you say that someone was heckling you about Kim Poulsen during yeah during ben, ben and John's boxing training? His trainer. Oh, it was, it was man. It was it was so yeah. funny. Show. We've made a star of Kim Poulsen, and uh, it's what he deserves to be. Quite frankly, you know what? Like this podcast actually made that rematch a little more lucrative. <laughs> so I want to take that opportunity. It is marinating. It is marinating, much like his hair. Oh no. Yeah. No, no, it's not happening. We'll, we'll have it at MCG in an open arena, so yeah. you could be outdoors at least. I think we do it in Denmark. In Denmark. Oh yeah, the lion's den. Mate, I'll be Let's going down on those pickled herrings All before right. we fight. I'll be fighting fire with fire. <laughs> you can bathe in them. <laughs> um, how was um, it? Was only very early in his preparation for the uh, Zarafa rematch, but how was uh, Jeff Horn? Um, yeah, Jeff. Jeff was good. I. If I'm being brutally honest, I think Jeff has got Jeff has got a big task ahead of him in um, in the Zarafa rematch, and I can't help but respect that guy that he wants to right that wrong straight away. Um, it's yeah. it's 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 a tough tough ask, man. And especially now, now that Mick's got his confidence, like I've always been. As long as we've been recording this show, I've always sung the praise of Michael Zarafa and I've always said that it was only maturity he needs. And now that he's got that confidence and that maturity, 
kid's only 27 years of age. That's a, that's a tough, tough fight for Jeff. And, um, yeah, hard to tell. It was only early days. And um, sparring sparring. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about sparring anyway. But um, he's in good shape. He's in a good he's in um, a good headspace. And uh, it's it's a tough, tough ask because Mick, Mick is just going to be better. So respect to Jeff yeah. and and um, it's it's a huge ask. Yeah, I um I did a podcast with Jeff Fennick um this week on the day he was released from hospital, and at the end of that show, uh, the main listen to that. Yeah, at the end of it, he does. I asked him about the rematch, and um, he thought about it. And he, yeah, he said he's he's got Zarafa in in the rematch, and he made many of the same points that you did. But the the really um the the main bit out of it for me was that he said um, if he were to win this rematch, Jeff Horn, then it's a greater achievement than beating Manny Pacquiao. Um, that's how big a, a fight and how big a step and how difficult a fight this uh, it, this appears to be to him. Oh, I I I have to agree with the great man. It um it's huge, and uh, yeah, props to Jeff. Yeah, it'd be an all-time achievement if he would have, because it looks like the fight is going to be at middleweight again. Um, it hasn't been officially announced. We're actually officially announcing all the details um, on Thursday of next week. Uh, so it will then, sorry, mate. Is that a press conference yeah. next Thursday? Or no? Yeah, there will be a press conference next Thursday to announce um, the venue and the date. Uh, a few people already know, but um, we'll do it officially there and, and the weight. But it does look like it is going to be back at um, middleweight. There were a few conversations back and forth about um, maybe bringing the weight down and um, there were a couple of offers made from um, Horn's side, but uh, they're pretty adamant. Well, they're extremely adamant um, on the Zarafa side that they want to, to stick it at um, middleweight. And, um, yeah, Horn's willing to, to do that. So, um, yeah, it's, it'd be a, a huge achievement if he could come back after the, the brutal loss and, um, and win this fight. And I guess, given what we saw against Manny Pacquiao, you, you couldn't write Jeff Horn off in any situation, but um, I, I'd say Zarafa goes in as the favourite in the rematch. Yeah, yeah for mine, yeah, Zarafa sure. has to be the rematch, uh, has to be the favourite in the rematch. Um, I don't, mate. I don't see. It's not. It's not the biggest deal. The whole the whole weight thing, like the size the size thing. Yeah, Zarafa naturally is 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 a slightly bigger man. Might be a little bit stronger, um, or, or able to hold his ground at distance, and not and able to be strong enough to to not let that smother happen that Jeff Horn has been able to do with um with welterweights because he he's a brute. He's he's very strong. But um, in the higher weight division, um, he's not getting away with that as much. But we've got to remember, Michael Zarafa was fighting as a junior middleweight for his past how many fights before this? He was a Commonwealth junior middleweight champion. Um, so I don't think the weight, yeah, the weight he does not matter. Fight at middleweight. The weight does not matter for mine. If it's a couple of kilos here or there, whether it's at junior middle or middle, so I think. Um, you- Zarafa's still just—he's still going to be able to be strong because Zarafa, Zarafa walks around like under seventy-five kilos. Like he's even walked—he's even walked around under middleweight before. He has like, and that's well, and not, not, not not too far, not too long ago. Jade, that's because he's always uh, recently, we're all talking over each other. Um, hasn't he boxed recently? Um, I, I've heard that he's he's walking around a fair bit heavier 
now. He's put on a lot of muscle and size even since uh, um, the first fight and he maybe, kept training yeah, through. Is he not a little bit bigger at the moment? More into his nutrition. But, I've been doing um, weight yeah, training. He's, yeah. Mick's not a huge middleweight by, by any stretch. He's, um, yeah. he's just an amazing talent who now has the right mindset and the right team behind him. No. And not only that, he's also like extremely dedicated. Like he told me the night he beat Jeff Horn, yeah. he went for a run. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's, 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 not de- that's not dedication. And Mick, if you listen, <laughs> you're a fucking <laughs> lunatic. Like he's mixed. That's not dedication. Michael Zarafa is a psycho. He's. Sorry. Went for a run after the fight. Yeah. No, yeah. no, he's, he's, t- he tells me, man, he goes, mate, it's just, it's just the best thing you, you just go for. He goes, I'll run. Mick will probably run. He goes, I'll run, I'll run 10K after a fight. I'll just put my headphones on. I'll just think about the fight and everything that went into it. And he goes, it's just awesome, man. It's like my meditation. That's how I celebrate the win. Mick, Mick, Michael Zarafa, if you're listening, you are a weird, weird dude. That is, that is, yeah, he's a freak. Well, after you beat Coulson, you what had seven pizzas and thirty-five pints until seven in the morning at Crown. Yeah, is that seven correct? in the morning on the following Thursday. That, that's your meditation. Yeah, no, um, no, no, no. After, no, honestly, yeah. after Coulson, I had a pint and went back to my room with my wife and chilled. And just watched the replay. <laughs> I still haven't watched a replay. Oh God, who? Right, no, actually, I lie. I have because of how much shit we we put on it. Because <laughs> of how much shit we put on, I did watch it. And in my defence, it's not it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> right, yeah. What's next on the agenda, boys? Does that mean the rematch is happening at some point? Now. Yeah. At what weight? Because apparently. <laughs> No, anyway, back to just briefly. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised, though, in saying all that stuff as as we have about the weight. I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Horn weighs in a lot lighter than the middleweight limit this time around. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he. Um, yeah. yeah, he he will be. Yeah, he'll be doing everything properly for this fight. He he really badly wants to right this wrong, but it's a gargantuan yeah. hill that. He has to climb in, in Michael's Rafa. He, he's going to be on fire now. Um, yeah. So I don't think weight's, weight's, weight's not a, a big issue. It's just, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, it's going to be very, very tough. Um, Mickey. Yeah. You can go back to the uh, run sheet now. We've done 18 minutes on Jade and his mates and his yep. grand tour of uh, Queensland getting yeah. smashed by everyone. Smashed yeah, so- by everybody. <laughs> Um, the Zoo Brubaker card is taking shape. We've got a few names to announce on the undercard. Um, do you want to fill us in on that, Ben? Yeah, geez. Well, they've been um, announced just dripping out over the last couple of weeks, but um, what a show that is turning out to be. Um, December the 6th, it's going to be uh, in Sydney, live on main event. Um, obviously, Tim Zoo against Jack Brubaker is the main event and um, fascinating uh, contest. Given obviously Zoo has the uh, the famous name of his father, and uh, Jeff Fennick has taken over the training of Jack Brubaker, but has been absent largely because of his uh, near death health scare in Bangkok. Now he's returned, and he will be uh, training Jack. So um, there, there's a fascinating main event, and then Damian Hooper is back. Um, he's taking on um, Robert Perridge, uh, the Kiwi. 
so that's a really good looking fight. Nathaniel May um, is fighting um, uh, Bruno. Yes. Is it yeah. Tarimo? Uh, yeah, the um, the fellow who trains with the Maloney's, who's an outstanding fighter. So that's a really good fight. Nathaniel has a win. Has a win over um, Joel Brunker. Yep. Um, and a win over Bilal Dib. He did. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, he's a hell of a fighter, and just a great fight. Just, just that. The ta- like as far as like the small fellows up there at Kingscliff that a- Ange has, they've got the Chilean over there, Bruno and the Maloney's. All um, the sparring and the training that the Bruno has there at Kingscliff is uh, is amazing. So that's that's a huge fight and a huge risk for um, Nathaniel May to take. I love that fight. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a really good fight. He's um. Obviously, uh, Nathaniel May had the the disappointment um, over in the UK in a, in a fight that he was probably expected to win for a um, an IBF uh, title of, of some sort against Jezza Dickens, but um, mm. was beaten there and pretty compre- comprehensively as well. So he comes back into what is a really tricky fight against um, Bruno, who's had just two losses in his career, but um, has really stepped up his professionalism since, and is a is a really good fighter. Stylistically, it's a very attractive fight too, because you've got the slickness of Nathaniel May, and then Bruno just keeps coming forward, and he's um, one of the fittest boxers in Australia. Mm. Um, I mentioned uh, Damien Hooper, Robert Berridge, uh, which is a really good fight, and it's good to see Damien Hooper back in the ring and. He's in there against Robert Berridge, who's been in so many um, attractive fights over the years as well. Tommy Brown is fighting against Dwight Ritchie. Um, so that's a that's a good fight between a, a veteran in Tommy Brown and Dwight Ritchie, who gave Tim Zhu such a good fight last time around. And then another really, really interesting fight at Cruiserweight. We get to see David Light, the undefeated Kiwi. Uh, he's 14-0 and when he's fighting against Trent Broadhurst, um, who obviously has uh, been right to the top of the sport. So, um, yeah, it is completely stacked with uh, some really, really good fights there. Props to Matt Rose, mate. He just is hes just putting the best shows that we've pretty well ever seen in Australian boxing together. But it's not just like a one-off. Every show that Matt Rose puts out is just stacked from top to bottom. It's yeah. so cool to see. It's so cool to have a promoter who is obviously like he's just super investing in the cards, and I don't know how he's doing it, but it's just it's it's just awesome the the quality of of boxing that he's putting on TV. It's really yeah helps the sport. There's a, there's a chance of other fights coming onto this card as well. Like it's getting too full at this point, but he. Yeah, he's been dealing with another major fight that uh, he was trying to slip into this card as well. He, he's um, he wants to start really early, like the broadcast. I've I've had to sort of talk him back because he's like, oh, can't we come on at like six or maybe five thirty? And you're like, well, I think it's a bit much at this point. But he, he's just got so many fights, and um, yeah, he, he's he's wanting to put on the best possible uh, shows that he can. So. Yeah, who misses out on the broadcast on that? Like that? How do you how do you work that out? Every every well, fight is massive. I know. Yeah. Well, last time around we had those pre-broadcast fights, which um I then um Replayed. we were able to clip up and put up on Facebook at least, but we couldn't get them into the um on replay into the broadcast because there was just too much going on, and that yeah. that show was so stacked. Um, and they were really good fights. Like there was yeah. the the Kazakh against Steve Gago and um. Yeah, there was. Yeah, uh, they're all tough Michael, fights. So. Yeah, Michael uh, Pengu. Is it Pengu? I never Pengu. get his name right. Against Pengu. Isaac Buckley. Um, 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and this time around, I don't know. We'll have to figure it all out. But, um, uh, yeah, it's a, it's an incredibly stacked card. Uh, Brock Ellis was from Oz Boxing was sending out some of the best cards that we've seen um, in recent years. And, yeah, we've there's been some absolute crackers, but uh, I don't think there's too many or any that compare to, to this or the ones that we've seen recently from uh, No Limit. Mate, they've been they've been awesome. It's been so cool that we've got this quality on on TV. Now that TV's back involved again, it's it's awesome. So thank you, Matt Rose. It's cool. Yeah, probably the Grange. Some of those Grange shows back in the day. Um, when Gilly Gil, was on his way out. and Gil Carmazan and those sorts of ones are probably the most comparable. But yeah, this is what, this is class. What's the go? Is it just because there's more? Is there more spread, like the the money they're investing, they're investing in the entire car is not as top-heavy? Because when we, we, we saw um, like our, our two superheroes of Australian boxing, Anthony Mundine and Danny Green, as far as TV is concerned, because the card was so top-heavy, is, is that where Matt Rose is able to put these shows together because it's, it's just an even spread right across? Yeah. I think it, yeah, that's, that's a lot to do with it. Um, and it's also just a desire and, um, you know, he, he wants to put on really good fights throughout, whereas, you know, back in the uh, – and most notably um, in the mundane days when he was having those massive pay-per-view events, um, the promoter had absolutely no interest in the undercard and didn't care about the product that was um, being put out, put out before the main event. They were good main events, no doubt, but oh, um, the undercard were, were rubbish. Awesome main um, events, but it would be a Wednesday night. And by the time Chuck yeah. come out, it's like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, and we we you'd seen some pretty ordinary boxing, and then all of a yeah. sudden we we we'd be treated with um with Chuck's fight in the main event. Um, yeah, yeah, um, well, and then well, yeah, yeah, that's not how it's going to be anymore. But now it's yeah, it's just awesome. It's right from the get go. Now now you can't even I, this 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 conversation doesn't even seem like it was a possibility back then that we're now we're like how do you even pick who makes the broadcast cut but they're all fights that everyone wants to see that's how stacked these cards are it's sick it's exciting Mm. Mm. yeah it builds up the other talent that's coming through as well this way if they ever do get on a main event the public has been exposed to them a bit more yeah so it's good investing that's a cool thing too with the national boxing series as well now um is that on just on Fox Sports, not not live free to wear on Fox Sports? No, that's the good thing about the National Boxing Series is um, we've got live boxing back on TV, and they are going to develop talent on there for these pay per view cards. So it's um, yeah, it's really cool. Mm. What's our, our next the f- next National Boxing Series? That's Jai Patea, isn't it? Yes. Um... We're jumping around. Sorry, Sorry. you were just destroying. But, um, yeah, so November the 16th at the Horton Pavilion and live on Fox Sports from 7 p.m. is the first of the National Boxing Series events and headlining it will be Jaya Pataira against Mark Flanagan. Um, Also fighting uh, Liam Wilson and Sam Goodman. Um, And uh, there'll be another televised fight as well. And then on the 23rd... The following Saturday, um, live from Victoria, um, some, I don't know who's in the main event, battlers, but... Uh, <laughs> some battler. 
Yeah, Isaac Hartman on the undercard. Um, who else? Isaac's actually going to middleweight for this fight. Yeah, yeah. I um, I was hoping he gets well. He was hoping to get some working with me, but I had a um, I was just flat out while we we're up there. Maybe we get, maybe well, he, maybe he can come now. You couldn't fit him in. You were too busy. Too busy getting beaten up by everyone else to let <laughs> let alone let Harden and tee off on me as well. Yeah, okay. too busy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so down the middleweight, so it'll be good because apparently um. His MMA career, he used to yeah. make the middleweight limit. Yeah, that's uh, what they no worries. So Aren't those weight limits different to boxing? up a little bit. I beg your pardon? Aren't those weight limits different to boxing? Like a middleweight in like MMA is yeah, different. Yeah, from... yeah, no, but I mean like actually 72.5 kilos, oh, right. 160 pounds. Like he actually used to make that weight. Yeah, like that's so, a big drop yeah. from though. from In MMA... Like their welterweight, which is 170 pounds, is the same, is almost equivalent to super middleweight, which is 168 pounds. So yeah. the weight divisions are different, but Hardman used to make 72 and a half kilos as a um, as a MMA mixed martial artist. So that's where he wants to go. So it'll be interesting to see him down there. And if he carries, if he carries that explosive power that he has, putting. Uh, Light heavyweights and super middles on ice. Um, yeah, he's yeah. going to be a dangerous man. At, it's a big uh, at drop middle, though, from sure. light heavy to to middle. Well, he pretty well walks around as a light heavyweight. Okay. He's not not a big light heavyweight. He's just uh, an extremely explosive fellow who's got dynamite yeah. in the hand. Yeah. And when, when he gets people hurt, Jesus Christ, he finishes oh, he- like he's um yeah he puts them together so well for someone who's not got that much amateur pedigree. When he gets someone hurt and lets his hands go, he's impressive. Yeah, uh, he was so destructive in his first um, three fights. They're all first round stoppages, and um, then he had another stoppage. And then we saw him most recently in a catchweight fight against the late replacement Mitchell Whitelaw, and he um, got away with a majority decision. But he weighed in for that fight um, around seventy eight kilos. So yeah, he's going a long way down um, to middleweight, and yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. Um, what he can do at this weight, and the opponents that are being discussed are, are going to give him a, a real good opportunity to um, to show it as well. So um, there's another uh, good fight on that undercard as well. Um, we saw Bo Belbin, um, a fighter that Tassie Brown looks after, on the undercard pre-broadcast of uh, Horn Zarafa, and he um, he won and looked really good. And he's taking on a fellow who um, was on that undercard as well in Ankush Huda, um, who who looked really impressive um, in his professional boxing debut against um, Andrew Hunt on the undercard there. So that fight has been made for the uh, the 23rd on the Jade Matador Mitchell Stanislav Kashtanov event. Mate, um, he is Tej Singh's mini-me. Yeah. He just cut from the same cloth, Hooter. He just does not stop. You cannot hurt the guy. So Balbin, man, Balbin has got a tough fight on his hands there. Like he's, um, he in that in that in that Hunt fight. Um, for the listeners who have actually seen Hunt box before, extremely powerful, extremely flashy, got every trick in the book, and um, he threw it all at her, yeah. who was making his pro debut against his kid, who's touted to be something special. I actually, watched him spar up at up there as well. He and he he is something special, but Huda. It's just some kind of tough. Like, he just doesn't stop. Like he it was just, a crazy fight. As I said, I think, in the commentary of that fight, the first minute you thought 
Hunt unifies world titles. Like, he looked incredible. <laughs> but apparently what happened is that a minute or so in, he broke his hand. So why we saw him go to a completely different speed after that. But that's, um, yeah, not to discount what Ankush Huda did. He was so tough and kept going and coming forward and, yeah, gave him a really good fight. But, yeah, apparently um, he did hurt his hand. So Wasn't aware of that. No, nor was I in the commentary. So. Yeah, but, um, no, that's, that's, that's a, it's a good fight. Good venue too. I, I look forward to um, to fighting at the State Basketball Centre. It's a really nice, steep little um, stadium. So it's yeah, it's cool. It's exciting. Certainly, it's just fighting Kashanov's exciting. It's sort of uh, every morning I wake up thinking about Kashanov, just a nervous butterfly, thinking this man's coming to take away everything I've worked for, and he's a real deal. Yeah. And I, I I love I love having that feeling when you. You wake up and you know you know you're up against it. You know you got a real fight and you know you have to work because this man is coming to take everything I work for. It's a real fight and um, you just put that work in every single day. And by the time by the time I get to the ring, then I'll be I'll just be then I'm supremely confident because I know I've done all the work. So yeah, it's uh, it's a real fight. There are a number of um, international opponents that were discussed. For you, but Kashkinov was um, the standout of them with what he's achieved, and also stylistically, you know, it it, uh, it seems to be a fight. Would you think that gives you the best opportunity to show what your strengths are? Absolutely. See, when when the when the opponents were put to me, um, I'd say Kashkinov is probably one of the he's probably the toughest option out of all of them. But for mine, being on national boxing series and live TV. I think this is this is it's big for it's big for Australian boxing. It's bigger than just us fighters. So I wanted, I really wanted the fight that was going to showcase me, but it's also going to showcase, I don't know how good our Aussie boys can be. I want to I want to be in an interesting fight for TV. This is the fight for me that I knew would. I, it's going to be a hell of a fight the entire ten or twelve rounds, whatever we um, end up, whatever title ends up attached to it. We're working that out now. But this is that's why I picked that's why I picked him because I I'm on TV I'm fighting a main event on TV it has to be it has to be a, a big fight I could have taken an easier option I believe this is the toughest option and going forward too I crap on about it all the time I want to be ready for for the for the elite level well Jade with that in mind why don't we address the elephant in the room why won't you fight Zach Dunn. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I um. Sick of you ducking, Jade. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, the perfect opportunity, like live, as you've said, on national television. This new boxing series, a great domestic fight, Mitchell v Dunn. Melbourne, 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 the Battle of Melbourne. It's um, it, it's a throwback to Lester Ellis and Barry Michael. Why won't you do it? Um, Give the people what they want. To put it plain and simple, I'm just I'm just scared, fellas. He's I yeah I'm just scared. No, look, you guys, the sarcasm that's that's great, that's awesome. This is I I'm so sick of talking about it. I'm really sick of talking about it. Uh, apparently, apparently their team has warmed up to the idea now. You said I that about that, eighteen but, times, Jade. Like every time we talk about Zach, you say that. That his team's warming up to that. What does that actually mean? Well, what do you? Well, what do you? What do you? Well, they say, yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it's better than no. What do you want? What do you want me to say, guys? What do you say the fight's happening? To the MCG, and I want to date. Yeah, 
Yeah, I've actually got Lyndon Hoskin ringing me now. I can ask him. Yeah. Do you want to put him live on the show now? Lyndon, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How about yourself? Yeah, good. I'm actually just recording an episode of uh, Hurt Business Radio right now. How are you, mate? Oh, no worries, mate. Can you hear Ben? Oh, okay, boys. Yeah, go, boys. You're in the middle of a break, are you? No, 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 we're, we're, we're live, we're recording. And what? Oh, that's great. I'd fight Zach Dunn. They, they want to know why why I won't fight Zach Dunn, why I keep, why, uh, why I don't want it. I've got some great stories to tell you about that at another time. <laughs> it's been very, the last few weeks have been very interesting, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very um, difficult. Uh, Good luck cool. with you. Know, Good luck with your show, Lyndon. Sorry. Oh, I didn't catch that. I said good luck with your show on the 23rd. It looks good. We've been discussing. Oh, oh, oh thanks, Ben. Hopefully we, uh, we get a good crowd there and our man there gets the win. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan, yeah. But, um, yeah, can I, I'll call as soon as we finish recording, Lynn, yeah. I'll give you a buzz back, mate. But uh, very yeah, diplomatic of you there. No if you, want, no if you really want to rip in, you can oh, go for it. <laughs> If no. I really want to what? I said, if you really want to rip in and tell everyone what's up, you can go for it. Oh, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for a later episode, mate, because you'll laugh, but I'll tell you about it. That way. I'm going to laugh, am you'll I? Laugh. Okay, beautiful. Uh, yes, you'll piss yourself. So will Ben. That's a great story to tell. Another time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. No worries. I'll speak to All you right. soon. See you, boys. Cheers, mate. Bye. Bye. See you, Lyndon. Very professional, isn't it, this yeah. podcast? Yeah. Yeah. You know what you're going to get. But that's, that's... Oh, hang on, Zach Dunn's calling me. Zach! <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I, was, I was ready for it to get super professional if you were going to do your best Zach Dunn impersonation. <laughs> oh, it's Wilson. Uh, g'day, Kim. What's going on? How's the yeah. hearing? Yeah. But, um, no, look, we've... There, look, there's every... There's, I, look, I just, still- stop, I just want to stop talking about it, okay? I want the fight. We've done everything we can to make the fight. Hopefully, they will take the fight in 2020. But if if not, um, TV's there. There's other there's other great super middleweights. But if um, if they don't take the fight, I get past Kashtanov. Um, we've already got we've already got plans in place for my uh, my next fight, my next opponent, my next venue, everything. So we we're we're on a roll now. Um, I finally have direction. So. If if we can make these big fights, I'm more than open to that. But all I want is I just want to keep climbing the ladder, and I just want to um, just yeah, just do my very very best to get the most out of my career and get the most out of it for me and my family now. So that's 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 my main goal. But um, if they want to fight, yeah. I'm here. Okay, still sounds like he doesn't want it, don't you think, Mickey? Yeah, look, I think you've tiptoed around it a lot, Jade, but it's pretty clear, man. You don't want the it. The talk has to stop. We yeah, yeah, we need to stop. Um let's just get okay. let's just make a fight for fuck's sake. Okay. Um, another to- November yeah. fight. Another November fight. I actually spoke to my mate this morning, Kane Watts. Kane Watts fighting Will Mirian for the WBA <laughs> Super Cruiserweight World title. Against Arsene Gulamirian. Um yep. geez, that is a hard fight. Um, it's this. This is Rocky Balboa stuff. Like um, Kane, Kane Watts. A lot of people, a lot of people, um, a lot of people don't realise Kane. Kane's he's a plumber who boxes. What he's done in his career, 
and the stuff that he's got going on with um, with family and work outside of boxing, all, all every pretty well every other Australian fighter who's who's on the verge of that elite level and that we're all, we're all full time fighters. I look, I went back to work this year because I had to make a little bit of extra cash myself. But majority of guys full time full time fighters. Um, what Kane Kane has been given this opportunity. He was lucky enough to get rated inside the top 15 in the world with his win over Plugger Joseph. And people don't even realise it was only a couple of weeks out from that Kane was going to pull out. There's a few um, few injuries and some other stuff in his personal life that was going on. And um, he went ahead with the fight. And one thing that I will say, one thing that I will say about Kane is all the other noise that goes on around him whatever anyone's got to say or think he does not give a shit once he makes his mind up he wants to do something yeah. he's going to do it oh, and um for are this are you going to be helping him prepare for this for this actual camp no no i haven't i haven't we're, we're too busy me and lenifer are too busy doing so doing getting ready for sorry, this fight. Was training kane wasn't he sorry lenifer was training kane wasn't he yeah for his last two fights okay but he's not now See, Kane, Kane's at the line a little bit more, and also Kane, Kane doesn't have a license. Uh, it's very hard. It's very hard for Kane to get to us, and for us to get to him. I, it just works out better for all of us. I can't, I can't, I can't put myself. Boxing's a very selfish sport, and um, I can't put myself out getting ready for these big fights for me. Kane can't get down to us. This is what works out good with him. He's training with um, with Matt Ball at a smack gym in Somerville, the kickboxing gym there, and he's also got Ray Giles. Those two boys will be in his corner over there in France. So, yeah, I'm doing my thing. Kane's doing his. We're still mates. We still talk. Um, we, ch- we had a chat this morning. But okay. uh, it's a big fight. I've also got a big fight on the go now, and um, that's where our focus is. Okay. But, um, Basically, Kane sacked Lenifer. Yes, yes, right. yeah, yeah. So, we're listening to the yep. show. So, yeah, yeah, yep. Kane Sack Lenifer. Okay. Um. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. It's a really hard fight. Bill beat um, Mark Flanagan uh, in his last fight, actually. Um, and he is the real deal. Like, he is a serious dude. So, yeah, Kane Watts, as you yeah. mentioned, is a, a legitimate Rocky story. It would be. Um, uh, an incredible victory if he can go over uh, to Europe and, and win this fight and win a world title. And I really hope that he pulls off the upset because it would be the stuff of boxing folklore. Um, and he's a great fella. And um, as you mentioned, to do this as a part-time boxer, to get to this level, um, wow, what an achievement. He, um, mate, he's, he's, been given, he's, he's been given the chance and um, he's going he's gonna, to... He's, Grabbing it with both hands, he's stopped working for this fight. He, uh, speaking to him this morning, in the past two months, I think he said he's he's done about four hours, which is good. So he's got some other boys running the business for him and whatnot. Yeah, um, yep. he's been up there sparring with um, with Russell. Uh, I believe he's got Trent Broadhurst coming down to do some rounds with him. So he's going to have that good good box with fast hands in front of him. Um, it's mate, it is. A massive, massive ask, but yeah, this is this is his this is his moment. So he's um, he's grabbing it with both hands, and I wish him all the best. And yeah. um, what an achievement it would be! Where would this rank in upsets in Australian boxing? 
It'd be. Um, it, it would probably be Jeff Harding level. No, I think this would be this would be bigger. This yeah. would be, be heaps. This would be heaps bigger, man. Yeah. This would be heaps bigger. Yeah, I, I haven't Kane, seen Kane. Kane's come from nowhere and got this opportunity. If he if he knocks out Gourmirian, like Ben said, this is the thing of boxing folklore. This is huge. This would be. This is in the realms of Buster Douglas. Wow. Oh, ab- it, yeah, absolutely. You'd have to be an upset. This, um, this yeah. would be Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua, Madison Square Garden. I'd say it'd be even bigger than that. Yeah, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, Ruiz fought man, at world level. and he, He'd fought at world level. His only loss was to Joseph Parker. And um, he'd been, he'd been well. world, world rated for... Yeah, right. So you were both tipping Andy Ruiz. <laughs> no, I'm not one of those wankers who's like, oh yeah, I knew it all along. No, <laughs> no not at all. Thing with you to those wankers, we just, we just appreciate his bad bud. Even after it had happened, neither of us believed it had happened. I still didn't no. tip after it had been done. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, it was in complete shock after that. Yeah, but in saying that, Kane Watts will knock out Gulamirian. There's no doubt. I'm tipping that. At this stage, I'll, I'll, worth I'll, a cheeky bet, yeah, mate. <laughs> yeah, any it's it is boxing. Anything can happen. And Kane, speaking of Kane, he's he looks at like um, his his take on it is um, Flanagan is a smaller cruiserweight. He's not as big. He's not as physical as him. Um, he plans on taking the fight to Gulmerian, and um, he's just going to give it absolutely everything he's got. He. He's done his like in doing his homework. He feels that Gulmirian hasn't fought anyone as physical as what Kane Watts is, and that's that's one thing Kane does have. He is a big, strong boy. He's extremely tough. Um, just whether or not he can get in there and um, and back Gulmirian up because Gulmirian Gulmirian's a monster. But um, that's that's Kane's thoughts. He's not fought anyone as physical as him, so he's going in there to put it on the champion. Good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Mickey? We, that won't be televised or anything, would it? Is there any way we could... Um, there's I haven't heard anything about it as yet, um, but I'm sure there'll be a way to watch it online. Uh, but no, it's not. It, we haven't... It's not on Fox. Okay. You know what will be on main event, though? Tell me. The Code War... Fight between Barry Hall and Paul Gallen. It will. It will. So this show is on November the 15th. So it's, what, the day before Kane's fight, essentially. Um, November November the 15th, very busy weekends of um, boxing around the world and in Australia because on the 16th, of course, we've got Jai Bataille and Mark Flanagan. Um, But this will be main event pay-per-view on the 15th, the Friday night, live from Margaret Court Arena. Um, yeah, the big selling fight is Paul Gallen um, having his 10th professional fight. He's undefeated so far, five stoppages and getting better and better. He's been training in the UK for this one and he's taking on Barry Hall, who's sort of someone who's been thereabouts um, in boxing for years. He's one of those people people um, talk about in gyms and say, oh, if Barry Hall had taken up boxing instead of Aussie rules, he'd be um, world champion, he'd be a star, blah, blah. Um, now we get a chance to find out. And he's a lot bigger than um, than Paul Gallen. Oh, I hosted the press conference and it's yeah, it's crazy. Like it, it, <laughs> they, they look like they should be in different weight classes, but obviously uh, this is a fight at heavyweight. So 
um, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating fight. And I was speaking to Paul Gowan yesterday. He just got back from um, – he's been doing some uh, some speaking engagements and stuff in the UK, but also got some training in. Um, he sparred with um, with Huey Fury while he was over. Yeah, yeah. Um, did a bit of training with Martin Murray, uh, apparently. And um, he said to me that the best of the sparring that he had over there was against a cruiserweight called Sonny Taylor, who's um, – a boom youngster uh, in the UK. He's 24 years old. He's had two professional fights, having his third one this weekend, actually. But he said that Sonny Taylor was the best work that he got, and he got some um, some really uh, quality work. So he's one to probably watch. But, yeah, um, the other really interesting thing about this fight night is that that is the big selling fight, but the main event of the fight is going to be uh, Andrew Maloney in a fight that is – um, most likely to be for an interim world title, but uh, w- which would be transferred into a legitimate world title. Um, so a massive fight for Andrew Maloney. And Jason Maloney is uh, on the card as well. So a huge opportunity for those two to be part of what will be um, a, a very widely seen show. Huge opportunity for the boys. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. With um, I, I caught up with the boys in Kingscliff, um, Wassels up there, and... Frustrating, for, there, frustrating for um, Andy um, with the the WBA because Estrada Estrada and your fight isn't signed and done just yet. So the title it's sort of it's kind of in limbo. So it's not no, nothing is yet official. But should he by the time the fight happens, hopefully it's um, yeah hopefully the title's in place. And even if it is interim, it will become the full title after the winner of Estrada and your fires announced. And then he should be the mandatory for the winner of that again, which he should already be the mandatory for that. After Andrew Maloney beat two-time world champion in Lewis Conception, um, he should have been mandatory then. Then he went to Chile to for an official title eliminator um, and yeah. fought the Chilean over there was beating him comfortably, was down down on every scorecard and then knocks yeah. him out with 30 left hooks in a row. Um, so if anyone, if anyone, we talk about earning your shot, if anyone has earned a yeah. title, it is Andrew Maloney. Like, so it yeah. just, it's, it's yeah. just a bit of a weird, weird um, scenario, weird loophole. It is a weird one, yeah. Yeah, hopefully it all becomes yeah. official and, and this is um, for the interim world title and then it becomes a world title and he gets those big fights. And Because this is a fight that he it looks like he wins. He's fighting Elton Dahari, um, who's, a, he's a very solid opponent. But, yeah, Andrew's just too good. He, yeah, yeah I, I would think he probably knocks him out. He's going to knock him out. I'll, 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 be, I'll be putting money on that. Andrew Maloney is going to knock this guy out and become our next world champion. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, cool. I have no doubts. And uh, and Jason too. Jason's fighting uh, world number 10. Um, yep. So that's that's a hell of a I fight. Think. So this, yeah, it's Code War and it'll get the general public there, but the boys will be showcased on this and hopefully um, hopefully they can start to headline some of their own shows down here in Melbourne um, if the public get on board. Because they're, yeah. they're, as good as, they're as good as we've got. This is a great chance for people to learn their names and to see them on this big show because, you, like it or not, people are going to tune in um, the mainstream public to watch Barry Hall and Paul Gallen fight. And um, I think that's a really interesting fight anyway. Yeah. And I, I'm fascinated to see whether Barry Hall's any good because um, I've heard about it for so long. And Paul Gallen is good. Like, he's a legitimate 
um, top class heavyweight boxer in Australia. Um, he, he's a he's a proper fighter now. So that's a fascinating fight. But yeah, we get the chance to see. Um, yeah, firstly, Jason Maloney against Dixon Flores, um, and probably his next fight after this will be for a world title fight, and then Andrew Maloney um, at home trying to win essentially a world title. Yeah. So um, massive. Huge. I mate, I'm a boxing purist. I, I'm a boxing purist, but I I love I love Hall Gallon. What? And like you said, we've heard for years the the um, the stories about Hall in the gym and. The boys, the Andrew and Jason even said, like in the gym, he's he's legit, like he he can fight. And to take yeah. up, Gallon- well, I was at Queens, um, Jade, the day before you were, and um, doing some filming with with uh, Andrew and Jason, and also with Barry Hall. So I got to see him in the gym, and gee, he's long and big, and he's really fit. Like he he um, if he can use his if he can use his um, range and keep. Um, Gallon away because Gallon has to get inside, mm. obviously. Like, yeah, he, he, this could be a really interesting fight because he, he's just so big. He's so much bigger than him. Um, got a really nice long jab. Uh, moves really well. Uh, he's been training with the boys, so he's he's fit and he's been committing himself to it as well. He's um he's moved his whole family there for the entire training camp so that he can train with uh, Tony Nobbs and um, and Angela Hyder um, in their setup at Kingscliff. So he's taking it really seriously. Um, yeah, it makes for a, for a fascinating um, fight. What like that's that's a for your professional debut. Gallon's Gallon's not not just a um. I oh, know it's not just like a sideshow. Like he's he's a legit legit fighter now, like you just said. And the pressure, the yeah. pressure of main eventing, in the the pressure of main eventing on main event channel in an arena when you've got that name and you're fighting a real fighter, like that's that's crazy pressure that Hall's going to be under. Like that's that's insane. Like um. It's on the biggest stage possible, your very first fight ever as a professional fighter. I know he'd had some yeah. amateur experience back in the day. Mate, they are so the, – the experience is so different. Like, it's huge. So I've um, – and the team that he's got around him, like Angelo Angelo Hyder isn't just going to chuck him in there. Like, he, he obviously believes in him. The twins believe in him. Um I reckon it's a fun fight, and is it? Is it? It's only six rounds of fight. It's going to be six furious rounds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Al will be um, working hard to to you know get inside and um, turn it into the sort of fight that he likes, like what we saw him do against John Opawati and then knock him out. But (laughs) oh, I love it. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, be good. But um, yeah. But for mine. Big, the big one for me is both, both the boys. I, I believe 2020, Team Maloney, we're going to have two world champions in Australia. And long-reigning world champions, they're, they're legit, the boys, that's for sure. Would you ever consider moving to Kingscliff and um, joining Team Hyder Nobs? When, when I say Len, yeah. the Um Yeah, well, I, I actually... There, isn't it? Lovely place, mate. We're actually we're actually keen on potentially basing um, with Lanifer. Like I'm not I'll, even if I don't sack him. Yeah. We're actually thinking of um, basing camps up there for I don't know four, five, six weeks at a time. It's just 
the climate up there, everything's just so nice. Like, mm. mate, yeah, it's it's absolute hell down here in winter. Um, I do love it down here, but the climate, plenty of good sparring up there. It's great. Absolutely, uh, absolutely loved up there. So we are actually talking about uh, next year potentially doing a fair bit of work up that way. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, Mickey? Whether I sack that or not. Yeah, when you sack that. Yeah, well, yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, where are we up to? I, I'm kind of done everything out of order. So. You're, you're the master. You're, you're, you're in control. You're the master and commander of her business, right? No one knows who you are, but you are the host of this show. Come on, other guy. I'm the other guy. Yeah. All right. Well, we've we've gone over Hogan and Charlo. Is there any anything else you wanted to sort of um, cover well, about that? Or yeah, look, we we've we have jumped around. Um, there's no doubt about that. But uh, yeah, Hogan Charlo. I think we've sort of done that. But it's uh, yeah. yeah, great fight. Uh, huge undercard. Uh, don't know where it's going to be on as yet. Um, still working that out. But um, yeah, really, um, you know, uh, he'll go in a big underdog, but. Um, He's got every chance, and I hope he wins it. And um, we probably could talk just a little bit more about Jai Bataille and Mark Flanagan because that's a fight that's been talked yeah. about for a long time. Um, people have wanted to see that fight. It very nearly got made um, a couple of years ago before um, Flanagan got a big opportunity to go and fight for a world title, so it, it didn't end up happening, and now it does happen. Um, yeah, I, what do you think um, – do, do you give Mark Flanagan a chance at this stage against um, Jai Bataille? Obviously, at his absolute prime, you, you certainly would. Um, he's had a couple of losses now, um, and yeah, he's, he, I don't know if he's if he's still at his peak, but um, it still makes for a fascinating fight. Oh, I think Flanagan's the uh, best fighter that Opatea's faced. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I think Opatea's got the potential to become champion of the world. He's 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 amazing. Um, this is going to be a really testing fight for him. And I would imagine that Flanagan, I'd imagine that Flanagan um, would be thinking this is it for him. He has to win this fight. So um, depends on what version of Flanagan turns up. I, I yeah. believe it's going to be a hell of a fight. And yeah, Flanagan can bang too, man. So yeah, I would agree certainly with the statement that he's the uh, toughest opponent that Jai Pataira has faced so far. Um, it's Easily. a good chance to see where where Opatire is at. Um, yeah, maybe this would have been a you know a, um, an even better fight, um, say eighteen months to a couple of years ago. But um, we're getting it now, and it, it's probably just unfortunate that it comes off the back of um, of Flanagan being stopped by Gulamiri and then um, being beaten by David Light. Um, and he comes into this fight. Um, we'll just see where he's at. But, yeah, it, it still makes for, yeah. for a very interesting fight and a good, a really good main event for the um, the first of the National Boxing Series events before we get whatever slop the following week. Uh, Jade's <laughs> You're such a fucking piece of shit. Busy little period there. We've got the 15th um, of November, obviously the Maloney's and um, Hall Gallon. Then the 16th back in Sydney at the Horn Pavilion and on Fox, uh, Jai Pataro, Mark Flanagan. The 23rd is um, Kashtanov against Mitchell. And then on the 6th of December, we have uh, Tim Zhu, Jack Brubaker and that outstanding card. Uh, in the middle of all that, um, there is uh, Anthony Mundine, John Wayne Parr, which I'll be calling on um, Epicenter. I'll be up there for that one. Then, 
Then we have, after all of that, uh, Horn Zarafa rematch with uh, details to be announced next week. So there's a bit going on between now and Christmas, and that doesn't that's not to mention all the international stuff. I can't. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's um, yeah. it's massive, and the the depth of talent that we actually have to fill these cards too. Australian boxing is well and truly alive now, and there's so many young up and comers as well. Um, Oz Boxing put up their six hundred twenty six the other day, and didn't even mention guys like Ben Marnie and um, and just so many more. So for years to come, with what's been served up on TV, thanks to Matt Rose and National Boxing Series, um, hopefully we can keep this momentum going and keep developing the talent and keep getting the fights we need to um, have our boys on the world stage. Sick. Um, Mickey, just looking through your um, rundown here, uh, yeah. we didn't really talk much about Jeff Fennick. Um, obviously, that has been the big story in boxing the last couple of weeks. Um, Fennick. Yeah, you caught up with him the day he got out of hospital, right? Yeah, I did. So go and have a listen to the main event boxing podcast. Uh, I, he invited me over the day he got out of hospital and um, we chatted about uh, that experience and everything that happened. He got back 10 days later, flew. Um, through the night to be uh, able to walk his daughter down the aisle, like just crazy. He now admits that that was probably stupid, mm. but he's done it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, lots of other interesting stuff in that chat. So have a have a listen to that if you hadn't. But, um, yeah, it's so good that he's – Where can they find that, Ben? Uh, find that anywhere, I think. I don't know. You tell me. You you were complaining it wasn't on something. What, what no, was- no, it is. Initially, it wasn't on Spotify, but now every episode's on there. So yeah, I agree. Spotify, iTunes, I listen, Stitcher. I listened to it yep. this morning on iTunes. Ah, um, uh, good. Yeah, he's very. Um, he's reveals. Yeah, he reveals everything. He's very yeah. open with um, with what he's been through, and um, yeah, certainly yeah. certainly got a different outlook on life now. And, and even talking about um, talking about. Um, the damage that fighters are taking and, and even some of his own own worries with um, CTE and, and memory loss. And yeah. it's just, he's really, it's, it's Jeff like I've never heard him before, but um, it's just, uh, it's just super open and super honest with everything. That he yeah. Does. The about his memory, his memory loss. And um, he's been talking with me about that a little bit, in the last couple of months saying you wanted to talk about it. Um, and then it sort of just, you know, it organically came up in that in that conversation because the doctors were speculating that perhaps his recent issues around his memory, and they have been significant, um, he's, you know, not turned up mm-hmm. places when we were meeting or, you know, for stuff, and that's not like him. Um, the doctors say maybe there is some connection between um, the infection that, ended up in his lungs and formed pneumonia and then spread to his heart valve. Maybe there is something um, that has been present and has, you know, had an impact on his brain. Um, so he's having a lot of tests, as he discusses on the podcast, um, on his brain. And, um, it, yeah, with that in mind, that maybe there's there's something more um, that has been happening. And whether, you know, his boxing career and um, all the sparring and, and the fighting uh, has played a part. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it was fascinating. Mm. No, it was really, yeah. really, yeah. really interesting. I, um, I enjoyed that yeah. pod. It was really good. Um. And uh, yeah, where to now, Mickey? Can... Happy birthday again, if you want. Yeah, uh, Jason Waitley. 
<laughs> Fuck you, man. Moving on. Fights <laughs> um, against. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's he fighting? Australian title. Yeah, Russell. Russell. Wayne. Aaron. Aaron yes. Russell. Yeah. The Australian cruiserweight champion. Yeah. This, yeah, good, this good is, fight. This um, is an awesome, awesome fight. And what I love the most about this is Wild Fighter, the shows that Will Tomlinson's putting on have been awesome. Um, every fight's been match great. And all he's all he's needed is this marquee, a marquee fight. And what a way to um, to finish the year with. It's a fight that uh, Waitley's wanted for some time. He's, um, he's ticked yeah. all the boxes on his way through. And uh, this is a big one to tick. Uh, it's a great fight. Wild fighter shows are some of the best best boxing shows I've been to. Will's an awesome yeah. job. Yeah, this will be the best of them because this is the best main event that yeah. they've had. Um, so, yeah, he's doing a great job, Will Tomlinson. Um, and, yeah, this is an exceptional fight. Really looking forward to it. December the 14th, it's back at the Timber Yard in Melbourne where um, we did the first ever Wild Fighter. Um, but yeah, if you're in Melbourne or you can be on December the 14th, then go because it's um, yeah, it's going to be an outstanding event. He does a really good job with the events, but otherwise you can watch it uh, usually on Oz Boxing yep. live. Um, I think December the 14th is also the date that Billy Dibb's going to be fighting in Sydney. They're still working out who, um, but there was talk that he'd have a, a silver. Um, WBC silver title on the line and there's a speculation as to other titles but he's going to be fighting in Sydney I think Luke Jackson's on that card as well on de- December yep. the 14th awesome awesome silver silver title mm. oh, yeah silver title's a good title um, yeah, yeah but Tim, Timbiard Timbiard's such a good venue too and especially for December 14 the weather will be warmer so outdoor and anyone who's been to a wild fighter show um like he has the food trucks out on the AstroTurf, the big bar outside. Um, it's just his shows have just got a different feel to him. It's a real, it's a real festive sort of atmosphere, and that's the same. It's the same sort of thing that I'd want to do if if I get my fight um, down here. I've got to get past cash off, but the same sort of thing that I'd love to do down here on the peninsula um, at the Mornington Racecourse. But anyone who can get to a wild fighter show. I, I highly recommend that they're, they're sick. Just a totally different feel. And uh, Timber Yard's a cool venue. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. We haven't talked about Blake Caparello's fight with Joshua Buazzi. Um And the reason is that um, we're told that it's it's going to be delayed. Buazzi is apparently um, has been sick. And so they're delaying that fight until next year. That's um, that's what Sam Labruna, uh, the trainer and manager of Black Caparello, um, is reporting. I haven't seen it come out anywhere that that's the case, but um, apparently that, that yeah, that's an official eliminator too. Unreal. Yeah, Blake Caparello has um, man. He just he's just takes on all comers. Like he'll fight absolutely anyone. Oh, yeah. It's such it's such a tough fight, and um, yeah, Blake's just a bad dude. Yeah, Boatsy is oh. the real deal. So it's a hard fight, but yeah, Blake's so awkward and tricky and experienced. Um, and he, he will fight he anyone. Will that's fight correct. Anyone. And um, I'm not too sure what the count is. If you say if you say Blake's name in full more than three times you end up with a signed contract in front of you like he will fight anyone at a drop rate. remember he even tried to pick a fight with me when we had him on as our guest <laughs> he's, uh, he's a bad dude yeah. Blake Caparella 
Oh, Always looking for an angle. Um, Reagan, he's got a big fight in Austria. Um, and, yeah, we um, we did mention, uh, we talked about Horn Zarafa, which uh, with details to be yep. announced. So we've, uh, we've got drilled on. Is that everything, Mickey? Yeah, all right. Well, we're up to Jade's favourite um, uh, section of the show is the true or false. Oh, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Always been really uh, good. well. Good, yeah. <laughs> True or false? Is Jade ducking Zach Dunn? Oh. Well, we already know the answer to that, so we'll yeah. move on to the next one. Go on. Uh, no limits. Last two cards. Uh, it's including not- December. Are the best no limit. Back- yeah, but no, yeah. as in the, no limits. Last two cards. That's two, the sentence. He's talking about two shows. That yeah. Okay. Not very. Yeah, yeah but no limits. Apostrophe S. Okay. Um, the best back by an Aussie promoter, true or false? Can I just say, Mickey, you actually said no limits, apostrophe S. So no limits. Okay, no limits, apostrophe S. You just did it again. No limits. No limits. No limits. World. No limits. No limit. True. Yeah, no, no limit. limit. Right. I just won't pronounce anything. It's no limit. Okay, so the question was no limits. Last two cards, including the next one. True. Uh, are the best back to back by an Aussie promoter ever. True. True. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Absolutely true. Um, awesome work. This second one, I'm not too sure what it's trying to ask, but New York City is a better place to win a world title than Monterey, Mexico. True or false? What? I think what it's trying to ask, and thank you to whoever wrote these. I, think, I guess it is it Brock Ellis or is it you, Mickey, that wrote no, these? No, so it's Brock Ellis. Okay. Well, um, I, I think it's in reference to some comments that were made by both Dennis Hogan and Paul Keegan of DDP, um, saying that Mexico and the robbery that occurred in that fight is a blessing in disguise because now they get to go to the mecca of boxing, bloody blah, uh, New York City. Um, and win a world title there in front of the American audience. So they're saying this is a better world title for us to win than that one. So I guess the question is then being posed to us as the panellists on this esteemed program as to whether we agree. Well, I'd imagine there'd be more eyes on, on this one. Right? Yeah, it's more transparent. Yeah, I, I guess I can see the angle and the reference I would make would be one of the, if not the greatest boxer in recent times from this part of the world, Daniel, the real deal Gill, who um, unified his middleweight world title and probably didn't get the credit that he deserved for his incredible boxing career, particularly that early stage of it, um, because his world titles were won in major fights in Germany. So if he'd bigger achievement though, if you think about it, that's right. And that was at the time when you couldn't win in Germany. You didn't get decision. He sort of, he changed with what he did against Sebastian Sylvester and Felix Sturm. So if he had had those fights, if Felix Sturm and Sebastian Sylvester had been Americans or, you know, fellow Australians or Englishmen, yeah. then Daniel probably would have become a megastar in the sport rather than just the, the superstar that he, he did become. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, yes, maybe, maybe you could say it's true that it's better to win a world title in New York than it is in Monterey, Mexico. Yep. Um, well, this last one we've already covered, so I don't even know. Really deep answer there, and all I get is yep, and Jade's falling asleep. 
Sorry. No, I had nothing else to add to that because you covered it so perfectly. There's, there's okay. nothing I could really add. Okay. Okay. Fine. Um, Fuck. But that was brilliant. Well done, Ben. Oh, thank um, you. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, this last one we've already covered. So, I don't know. Is it even worth asking it again? Well, you have to now. You have to. Is it a bad ducking Zach Dunn? All right. Well, a well-traveled Mark Flanagan is better than any opponent that Jai Apataya has faced. True or false? True. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah, yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. Great. Well, I've really enjoyed this. Um, it's a shame it has to end, uh, yeah. quite frankly. Um, if you haven't already, um, give the show a review, a rating. Give us a rating. That's what we need, isn't it? Uh, a five-star oh. review. If you hate it, maybe don't review it. Hate it, then you probably run this far. I, yeah, you know true. what, you know what, our only review. If you go there, our only review. What is what is it? We've got one review. I would like to actually run a competition for the best review, and we can read them out on our possibly on our next episode. Okay, and the winner. Right, how's it? The winner gets. If we get ten reviews that are five stars, Jade will rematch Kim Paulson <laughs> at the. MCM. No, I definitely won't be doing that. But what about? We get because given we had Lyndon Hosking, our only review is from Zach Dunn. <laughs> is it giving us five stars and um, a little bee emoji and a butterfly emoji? So there we go, sting like a bee, float like a butterfly. Maybe we do this in the next episode towards the top of the show so that people oh, listen. Hang on, we no, should think- we should do a competition and give us a review, and they we could potentially give away two tickets to your fight, Jade. That would actually, yeah, that that would work. I think yeah. Lyndon Hoskin would be well, he would to accommodate. Just get him on the phone again. Yeah. Or, no, sorry. I think um, our only our only review it is just well, it, I don't know if it's from Zach Dunn or this Zemus Q fellow, but um, it, yeah. So anyway, okay. send a review in, and we will. Um, yeah, best review. Like just yeah, send a review in now. We'll um we'll talk about this competition on the next episode. But uh yeah, the the best review will get two tickets to watch um the huge show that'll be headlined by Isaac Hardman um in in Melbourne. How dare you? I'm fighting a former world titleist, and mate, where's the, where's the respect, Ben Damon? I'm calling your fight, and I can't what wait. To, so, and then I'll get in the ring afterwards, and um. <laughs> What? Oh, you know, man. How is that um, going to be able to keep a straight face, Jade, when you get interviewed by Ben after the fight? Now? It's going to feel weird being professional. I can't wait to come on the yeah. main event podcast. Yeah. Well, this, I'm going to do. And actually, just if, if I can sit in a room with you and be serious for 45 minutes, thereabouts, I'll be very surprised. What do we talk about for 45 minutes? What am I going to ask you? Like, we go through. Know. Talk to you me. Talk, you talk well, you to everyone to else. Ask one question, and he, he'll go for forty-five minutes. About the Hungarians, mate. You talk to everyone else for that long. Yeah, true. All so right. you, you will talk to me for that long, and you will respect me. Okay, and you'll love it. Oh, All right, enjoy it. Uh, Matador and the other guy. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Cheers, Ben. Cheers, other guy. See you later. That's right.